What's going on, broski? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, and this is Season 10, Episode 123. And uh, today we're going to be talking about strength. Uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about core. And uh, the reason why we're talking about that is quite a few people have been asking me lately, you know, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's New Year's. People have been asking me, you know, how do I get my, how do I get my core stronger? And I'll let you know, Disclaimer, a lot of people, when they are saying core, they actually mean their abs, but uh, really your core is your abs, your chest, your back, your shoulders, and even your hips. We'll talk about why the hips are involved in your core in just a few moments, but I am ready to get this episode underway because I'm really excited about this. There's a lot of times, like I said, that people uh, ask me about abs and core, and I'm just like, ugh. Listen, just stop worrying about it. Just get stronger. <laughs> so we were talking about this. We were talking about specifically how to strengthen your core and how to get stronger in your abs. So without further ado, let's go and get this episode underway. Season 10, episode 123, and we'll call this one Core and More. Let's go! Got a little lost in So today we're going to be talking about strength. You know, we're going to be talking about how to get a little bit stronger. Actually, more specifically, we're going to be talking about core and more. All right. So people ask me all the time about getting better abs. And I always wonder, like, what is our obsession with abs? You know, nobody ever walks in asking me about their forearms. Like, how do I get my forearms stronger, Jerry? <laughs> nobody asked me that. So, uh... Obviously, uh, you know, abs are more than just uh, something that looks good. Uh, but what I actually want to talk about is core because, you know, abs are actually part of your core, right? It's not just, you know, a lot of people talk about your core and they say they actually are talking about your abs. But really, your core is uh, your, at, your it's really your torso, actually. It's your torso and your hips. And the reason why it's your hips is because your iliacus and your psoads are connected into your uh, lumbar area and they connect again into your hips. So they originate in your lumbar lumbar area and they uh, end in your hip. So you want to uh, strengthen that as well if you're trying to strengthen your core. So how do you do it? How do you get a better, uh, how do you get a stronger core outside of the kitchen? Well, it's actually a simple answer and I'll tell you, I'll start off by saying what you don't do. But first, uh, I want to just say this. Uh, there are certain exercises that I might say that you shouldn't do or that are not necessarily good. Uh, that I do with my clients. And the reason why we do them, it's not for the same reason that people mean to do them. For instance, the exercise I was going to name first is a sit-up. Everybody thinks that sit-ups are great for your abs. They're really not that great for your abs. They're not a bad exercise, so to speak, but they're a lot more efficient exercises for your abs. And the reason why I have my clients uh, execute sit-ups, uh, even though I just said they're not great for your abs, is because uh, a lot, quite a few of my clients have been issued with like lordosis. Lordosis meaning they have uh, extreme curvature in their lower spine. And what a sit-up does, it helps strengthen your, uh, again, those, those hip flexors that we were talking about earlier, your psoads and your uh, iliacus, by helping you practice lumbar flexion. Okay, now, so that lumbar flexion, that l lumbar meaning your lower spine, it helps you uh, bring it the other way. You're pushing your lower back out instead of having it uh, always arch. So that's why I have uh, clients do sit-ups. Another exercise I have my clients do that I would say that you shouldn't do for your abs is 
a crunch. And the reason why I wouldn't have you do a crunch is because they're not really that efficient. More or less, you're just working the top of your abdominals. But the reason why I have my clients do it is more for an awareness exercise. Uh, see, a lot of people, when they do an ab exercise, especially a crunch, uh, they end up just kind of jerking their neck up off the, or jerking their head up off the ground, pulling on the back of their neck, and they are essentially just kind of curling their spine. So why I have my clients do crunches is because I want them to try to lift their chest or lift their upper spine off the ground uh, while keeping their lower spine off the ground. Uh, so that's how a crunch should be executed. And the reason why I have them do it that uh, have them do egg crunches, like I said, is because I want them to create awareness rather than uh, strengthen their their abs. So we got those out of the way. So uh, I want to actually talk about before we get into those abs or the core, I want to talk about the different types of strength. And the reason why I want to talk about these different types of strength is because I was actually watching this show uh, that brought up that was actually the impetus for this episode. I was watching a show about these bodybuilders. They were or no, they weren't bodybuilders. They were like world's strongest men competi- uh, competitors. And um, I was in- intrigued in that, by that because, as you know, or may or may not know, I should say, I won a world championship in 2012 in powerlifting. So I thought that was pretty cool to see these guys doing some of the same stuff that I did. But they did more because they're world's uh, strongest men. So in the events that these world's strongest men do, uh, it's not just like lifting weights. It's like re- lifting heavy boulders and uh, on tree trunks and cars and stuff like that. So <laughs> they ran across this one challenge. So what they were doing in this in this uh, show is they were going around the world, uh, completing these uh, challenges, which were like these myths from that location. You know, they had a, a mythical strongman from the every location that they that they visited. And they would try to complete the the feat of strength that that mythical person did. They all did actually really well. Uh, but they got to one location where there was a gentleman who actually wasn't a really big guy. He wasn't a, a, a weightlifter in the same way that they're weightlifters. Uh, what he was was what they called a structural lifter. All right, so a structural lifter uh, brings me into the point about these different types of strength. Okay, I wanted to talk about that before we talked about core. So there's different types of strength uh, by the exercise journal, American Exercise Journal. Uh, there's explosive strength, maximal strength, relative strength, endurance strength. And I'm going to add in one more because uh, we just talked about that. And I think that's uh, essentially what we're talking about here when we're talking about the core is structural strength. So structural strength is, uh, as they put it, it's your ability to hold a weight. Okay, It doesn't mean that you can lift the weight but you can hold the weight. So this guy, uh, this feat that they were trying to, um, well, they had to change it for themselves, uh, but the guy that actually had the myth was that he put three cars on his body or something similar to that, and he just literally held them there on top of his body while he was in a like a tabletop position. So it was pretty wild. Uh, they obviously, like I said, could not do that. That was not what they trained for. Uh, but I think it is something that it can, should be looked at. What is this structural strength? So the structural strength, as I said, is your core strength and is your ability to maintain your structure with a given resistance. So that resistance can be like a weight on you or you can be holding the weight or, you know, you can be pulled down by the weight. Whatever it is, that structural uh, structural strength is your ability to maintain posture and not crumple and get not get injured 
when that when that happens. Normally that is a, a static movement, so that's why I would say that it is like outside of the realm of those other ones because those other ones involve movement, whereas structural strength is more of a, a strength that involves uh, only contraction, isometric contraction, no no real eccentric phase. There's no elongation of the muscle. It's just contract and hold. So uh, the other ones, they're not really as important to this episode, but we'll go over it. Endurance uh, might be important for your core you know, because endurance strength obviously means how long you can you know, hold that position or how long you can maintain that performance given a, a, a specified load. All right. So like if you're running, how long you can run, how long you can lift a weight and still lift that same weight with the same intensity or same effort, I should say, yeah, throughout the the set. So uh, somebody with high endurance should be able to lift weight for 20 reps, right? And if that's what you're doing for endurance, that's a a good thing. Uh, Relative strength, uh, that is something that I actually had uh, when I won the World Powerlifting Championship. I was the, the lightest person in my weight class, However, I lifted the second highest weight in the whole competition. So what that meant is that my relative strength, meaning my strength relative to my body weight, was very high. Because there was people, and I'm going to talk about these two in just a few moments, uh, people that were a little bit bigger that should be able to lift more weight than I, but they didn't because they didn't have high relative strength. They had high maximal strength and explosive strength. Uh, but again, it wasn't as high as mine because they didn't win the championship. <laughs> but also explosive strength could be uh, something we would relate to uh, powerlifting as well. You know, I would say that's probably what helped me win as well because I have the speed to get the weight up. I don't have to use as much mass. You know, so mass, mass is one element of lifting the weight, but speed is another element. So if I can generate enough speed, it'll give me enough power to lift that weight, even though I don't have the mass to give me the leverage that other people had. So uh, that's essentially all the strengths. You know, explosive strength, again, is how fast you can move a weight. Maximal strength is essentially how much you, you can lift, no matter how heavy you are, how much weight you can put up, how much force you can exert. Uh, relative strength is how much you can lift in relation to your body. Again, that's like a force, you know, how much force you can exert. Uh, endurance is how long you can exert that force, how what your duration of force is, and structural strength, as we said, is more of uh, your ability to maintain your structure given a, a load. All right, so given all those definitions that we now understand, structural strength is going to be, again, probably your most important thing when it comes to your core. So here are two, I can give you more because there's a ton, But here are two great exercises that I think that everybody should and could do. One is a plank. Everybody knows a plank. You can do a high plank, and that's a push-up hold. Or you can do a low plank, which is on your forearms. I actually prefer a low plank uh, for one reason. And it's not because it's better or worse than a high plank. It's because a high plank has you on your wrists. And it's harder to stay in that high plank position for as long as you could in a low plank position on your forearms. Plus, being on your hands for that long really has no benefit 
whatsoever. If anything, it probably has it's a detriment to your wrist. So I would say like the best thing to do is just get on your forearms and hold a plank. And the second exercise would be a kettlebell march. Now that's a little bit different. Obviously not everybody has a kettlebell, but if you don't have a kettlebell, I absolutely highly suggest that you get at least two 15 pound kettlebells. Obviously two of them so you can have for both hands, but 15 pound kettlebells I'd say are probably the most versatile weight for someone that is just starting because it's not super heavy, uh, but it's also not so light that it's not, you know, worth anything, right? You don't want to have something that's so light that you, you know, it doesn't feel like there's anything in your hand, but it's not so heavy that you can really injure yourself. So what you would do is you can take uh, one of those 15 pound kettlebells, you bring it over your head, you hold it with one hand and you just start marching. You literally just hold that bell over your hand, keep your abs tight, try to keep your body from swaying side to side and lift your knees in line with your hips. Make sure your heels and underneath your knee. The reason why that works is again, that structural strength. What you're doing is you have to brace your whole core. You have to brace your body while you're moving your body in space. And I prefer people to do the exercise in place. You could do it moving through space, but it's better for you to do it in space because you know there's less of a probability of you getting injured. So. You can do it with one hand, that's way more effective. You can also, if, you feel, you know, if you're nervous about it, you can do it with two hands. Hold the, uh, the bell with two hands. Or, you know, and if you're feeling really ambitious, you can do two hands and two bells. Uh, but that kettlebell march is probably one of, the, one of my favorite exercises for my clients to strengthen their core. Just because there's so much, so many elements at, at play there. You know, you're lifting your knees and you are... Um, engaging your hip flexors you're also bracing your uh, your lower back and your core so that you can lift your knees without le- arching your lower back you're engaging your shoulders and your upper back as you're holding that weight over your head so it doesn't fall down obviously in front of you or on top of your head and of course you're engaging your abdominals because you got to keep yourself from moving side to side as you lift your knee up so as i said there's a lot of moving parts a lot of elements that are uh, being worked in all those elements are your core that help you again with that structural strength. So those are two really good exercises and a little suggestion that you should get a 15 pound kettlebell uh, sometime in the near future if you're looking to do any exercises on your own at home. And of course, you know if you have any questions or anything like that, I would love to hear from you. You can email me info at gentlefitnesscompany.com or you know if you enjoyed this episode and if you want to add any uh, two cents, you can. Leave that in the rating and review section wherever you're listening to this episode right now. All right, so that does it for this episode. I really do appreciate you listening. Feel free to uh, share this episode with anybody that is interested in learning how they can strengthen their core and what it actually means to strengthen your core. You know, obviously, we just said that it doesn't mean to do sit-ups and crunches. So if you have any of your friends that are doing sit-ups and crunches for their abdominals, then definitely let them know about this episode. Of course, I'd love for you to subscribe so you can be notified when the next episode comes out. And uh, yeah, that does it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Take care of yourself. And as always, keep good company.